0: This is the Wife Wisdom Podcast with Christy Little Jones of christylittlejones.com, episode number 132. As we continue to celebrate International Women's Month, the third week of every month is when Wife Wisdom and My Tilted Crown Productions traditionally come together to talk about life after marriage. But in today's episode, we're talking about female relationships. While some women don't really trust other women, we want to share how creating and cultivating female connections can be amazing gifts to you and your life. So join in the conversation today and learn how to screen real friends, what to do to start new friendships, and how to freshen up on your friendship factor. Up next on the Wife Wisdom Podcast. If you are new to our podcast, woohoo! Welcome to the family. I am thrilled that you are here. And if you are already a part of my tribe and you don't already know, I love and appreciate you. Today's episode is our monthly collaboration between the Wife Wisdom Podcast and My Tilted Crown Productions. We come together once a month to focus on, encourage, support, and champion women who may be separated or divorced right now, but still have a desire to be married. So let me tell you a little bit about Nicole Clough and how My Tilted Crown came about. Nicole was married and had three children. Life was pretty normal until... 14 years later, one day, her husband didn't want to be married anymore. She was devastated. She had never planned for this. She found herself as a single mom of three teenagers. But in true fashion, she turned lemons into lemonade and created My Tilted Crown Productions as an encouragement to women whose crown had been tilted by life's unforeseen circumstances. But it didn't change the powerful woman within. Because you are not married does not mean that you don't have or can't cultivate the heart of a wife. So thank you for joining me for today's episode with founder and CEO of My Tilted Crown Productions, Nicole Cleff. Hello, Nicole. It is Women's International Month. woo yes i am so excited about this month and just being able to celebrate just uh, you know there's only five weeks right (laughs) so being able to celebrate women throughout this month it's been really exciting but today collaborating with my tilted crown productions we are talking about trusting other women yes (laughs) that is so funny because this is such an issue for a lot of women where they have not trusted women as adults because of something that even happened when they were in grade school or high school or college where there was a level of betrayal with a woman and that's it. I don't, I don't do women. I don't do relationships with women. I only have relationships with men and because I just don't trust women or they were cheated on or a woman, you know, their best friend slept with their husband or all of these different things, right? And now they don't trust all women. But to celebrate women on today's episode, we need to talk about how important it is to regain the trust of other women. And we want to talk about how you can do that.
1: Amen, amen, and amen. So first of all, once again, thank you for having me. I know people are like, oh my gosh, she's on here all the time. This is a collaboration, (laughs) y'all, I I promise. (laughs) (laughs) I have the opportunity to um, just connect with Wife Wisdom and just to share experiences on the other side of being a wife. And so I so thank you for this opportunity to engage So just to, just to speak to uh, International Women's Month and what you were talking about in the beginning, I think I need to give a really quick story from the other side of the betrayal side, because I was that girl. I was that girl who did not have a lot of guy friends. I was that one who was like, I'm done with women washing my hands of y'all. I don't have time. I can manage and control relationships with women, with men. But with women, it was always an issue because either why you why you think you're so cute, you know, why you dress the way you do and why you think you this and that. I mean, it was always a competition. And seriously, let's just put it out there. I'm your sister. I'm not your competition. Right. So let's just put that out there right away, because nobody can do what you do. Just like you can't do what I do. We were all created for our own unique purpose. Full stop. Right. Full Stop full stop. Okay. So here it is. I am, and this ties in, you know, with my marriage relationship, the whole nine. So here I am at where I met um, Bible school. I'm here at Bible school and I meet this young lady. She is quirky. She's charismatic. She's really funny. She's an actress. It's just, she's just really a really cool chick. Right. And I'm like, yes i meet her on like the first day and i really connect with her i thought that we were just really vibing right we'd spend lots of time together we lived close to each other and i began telling her about my husband he was my friend then matthew Mm -hmm. and i was telling her everything i saw in him you know i liked about him now mind you i was naive remember i had male friends so this was a whole, I was a Christian now. And as a woman of God, you know how it is. Right. As a woman of God, you know, we connect with the women because, you know, you can't be hanging out with the fellas in the church because mm-hmm. you might get the wrong reputation. So, So here I am, I'm opening my heart up. I'm connecting with her and I'm telling her about, you know, how I feel about Matthew. And she's telling me how she feels about another person. So I'm like, hey, we in the clear. She like him, I like him, we good, right? So I tell her everything. Then God speaks to me about Matthew and I share that experience with her. And she's like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, Nicole. Yes, that is just so the Lord. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, right? I go away for the summer. I come back to school in the fall. She's dating him. What? She is dating him. And I'm like, What? Talk about being blindsided. Like I was seriously blindsided. And I was so angry. I was hurt. I felt betrayed. I mean, first of all, I couldn't say anything to him because he knew I liked him, but he didn't. It wasn't like I was putting it all out there, but she knew. And I'll never forget, we were at Faith Library. They were sitting out in the hallway next to each other. And I came up to them and I said, Oh, I need to talk to you. And I said, And I said to him, I said, I'll talk to you later. But you. We need to talk right now. I said, let me just tell you something. We are no longer friends. Don't call me. Don't connect with me. I love you with the love of Jesus, but we're done, wow. period. And that's how my experience with trusting women <laughs> with information got started. Mm-hmm. They ended up getting engaged and it was just crazy. I know, I know. Close your mouth. Yes, 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 of course. And so here's the, here's the thing, you know, God took that situation and he's like, listen, this is not all women, okay? This is not every woman you're going to connect with is going to act like this. But there had to be, to be a level of trust that God began to do a, a work in my heart to be able to trust women again to where now my life is full of my female friends, <laughs> you know, <laughs> where we inspire, encourage, and motivate and sharpen one another. Uh, There's no jealousy or envy going on there. And so come to find out, um, she had used all of my material on him anyway. So all of the stuff that I had said about him, she just regurgitated it. And that's how it came to be. And so through this process, God just gave me the opportunity to even at that school, while I was still at Raymond, to connect with some women who loved the Lord. Mm -hmm. And I think the first foundation in any relationship is finding that, that, that bond of commonality, Mm -hmm. you know, as finding that ability to connect with each other on a level where there really is no ability to compete. And to me, that's in the presence of God. You know, he is the father of us all the same promises that he has for you, are the same promises that he has for me, so and good. so uh, to me, that's where relationships begin. And so, I began asking God for those connections. I began asking God for relationships that were inspired and blessed by Him. Um, I think it's important, you know. I think we meet, we meet people every once in a while in life. Not every once, in a while, but we meet people in life. And I think sometimes we have to make an assessment of what these connections are. You know, I fall in sometimes headlong because I think as an only child growing up, as as an only girl for so many years, I'm like, everybody's your friend. I'm like, oh, hey, how you doing? And I just want to be, you know, free and excited with everyone. But everyone is not in your life to walk with you through each season. Mm. Everyone's not in your life to be connected to you and your family. Everybody's not in your life to be sitting at your dinner table. And so you have to have an understanding of where you are connected. And I believe that's the true beginning of knowing who is in your life um, and for what
0: purpose. That is so good, Nicole. So um, let's break that down. So for people who really kind of need to assess their relationships, how do you know who is supposed to be in your life up close and personal? How do you tell?
1: (laughs) That's such a great question. You know, I don't think it's something you know right away. I really don't. I think it's something that has to be revealed to you. And I think part of that revelation is what God begins to speak to you. And I think when that person can begin to speak to your life and almost, almost like pastors, right? And they begin to confirm what God is speaking to you mm-hmm. in your quiet time, because see, then you could try that spirit by the spirit to see whether they are of God or not. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if they come in to take your man, or if they here <laughs> to hold your hand and walk with you, you'll be able to know. Um, but I think that's part of it. I think it's I think it's that that connection that um, it's not just one sided all the time. Mm-hmm. It's not just you pursuing that person, but if it, it's a mutual interest. And I think God will share it. He'll give you that revelation. You'll know that there's a connection in the spirit when you, when you pray with that person. And everybody who may not, so this may not be for everyone because everyone be like, okay, well, I don't have these people that I pray with. Well, how would I know? Is she a person who is encouraging you in who you are? Mm-hmm. Is she a person who is championing you and cheerleading you on and not, and not being jealous? And I think even in the beginning, if it seems like she's not jealous, you know, if if there is that jealous streak in there, it's gonna come out. You've trust and believe it jealousy will show its ugly head somewhere, somehow. If she can't, if she can high-five you and cheer you on when you go to um the dealership and pick up your yep, Bentley. Yeah. And she driving a Toyota, if she cannot champion <laughs> you in that moment, that might let you know. Yeah. Gotta think about that sisterhood.
0: So good. That is so good. I think that um, you know, when I learned the concept of really knowing how to, you know, the story that I I, I tell often is one of theater. You know, I love musical theater. And um, Mm -hmm. just because just growing up with Kira being a Broadway superstar, my sister, um, just love it, love it, love it. So I don't remember where I heard this analogy, but, you know, when you have people in your life, they really are on in different spaces, right? So like when you said, when you have people that are up close and personal in your life, they literally are on stage. They're on yeah. stage with you. They have access with, to you. They know the intimate details of your life. You know, they, they know your raggedy stuff, your raggedy mm-hmm. areas, right? Mm-hmm. But they don't judge you for it. So right. these are people that you trust, yeah. really, that you, you share, you expose, just some really serious, sometimes serious things that you're going through in life. These are people yes. that are on stage with you. Then you have people who are in the orchestra seats right Mm -hmm. so you have people who aren't necessarily on stage but they're close enough where you know you know them you invite them to different events you share Mm -hmm. aspects of your life with them great but then you have people in the mezzanine right or the the balcony right we're moving up a little bit and they're a little further out where you know mm, you know of course you, you know them you have some maybe some interaction with them, but they're not so close and personal. They need binoculars mm-hmm. right to see into the details of your mm-hmm. life. Yes, and
1: then that's good. You
0: have people who are <laughs> in the parking lot. <laughs> they ain't even in the building <laughs> they're not they're waiting they're outside in the line you know remember when they when they we yeah. had clubs and people were lined up around the, and yeah. there was a barricade and you hated that being in the line like you wanted to be vip they are in right. the line out in by the line. yes the by parking the parking lot. lot by the hydrants exactly. exactly so i think that it's so important to be very intentional with your relationships because so there are a few relationships in my life that I brought them on stage without really they didn't even have a ticket I just brought them on stage that's good and they showed me that they snuck in (laughs) they did not have a ticket they were on stage and I was like oh they got on stage and I pulled them into my circle too close too fast and they exposed Mm. themselves and Mm. they were flirting a little too much with my husband Mm -mm. they were you know sitting on his lap things like that Uh -uh. you know like Uh -uh. yeah I was like oh wait a minute and so I learned that mm, probably in my 30s right I learned that oh, I need to be way more intentional. You know, I'm Christy, happy, love everybody in the world, bring them on in, like, let's invite Mm -hmm. them to be a part of your life. And I had to really learn that everyone is not the assignment or the the purpose of people in your life. Everyone is Mm -hmm. not supposed to be on stage with you. There are people who need to fill the seats in the orchestra and the mezzanine and even people standing in line to get in, right? (laughs) We'll call.
1: (laughs) Maybe I left you a ticket.
0: (laughs) But it's so important to be intentional. So I thank you for really bringing that up because I think that that will encourage women who are really hesitant or skeptical to bringing other women on stage in their lives. If you know how to be very intentional, if you know what to look for in a woman who deserves to be on stage, right? But not out of loneliness, not out of desperation, not out of, out of insecurity, but out mm-hmm. of a mutual love, respect, and serving of one another, cheering of one another, where and there's a consistency there. Yes, that's the key. Consistency yes. with a capital C, right? So, yes. and I think that you know, as we move into who's on stage in your life and who's in the audience, I think it's important to recognize that you one where you are in relationship. Like have mm-hmm. you like like you were saying? Have you totally given up on women? Like I can't begin to tell you how many women have said that to me. Like, oh, I could be friends with you. Really? What, what do you mean? I don't like being friends with women. I'm like, really? Why? Because mm-hmm. I don't trust them. I was like, you yep. can't say that yep. to every about every woman. But I've heard that so many times.
1: Mm-hmm. So have I.
0: Yeah. So, what are your thoughts on the? the first step for you know because women we need each other we really oh do we do we do need each other because yeah. that's the way god designed it but what if if someone to to kind of give them encourage them inspire them to just be open after right. hearing this episode to just start just open yourself up to the th- So to the thought or the idea of developing or cultivating stronger female connections, what would you say to that?
1: Oh my gosh. You know, I feel so, um, that's such a heavy question because I think it's, it's even based upon who you are as a person. You know, I think because I am that type of person who I'm extremely extroverted, outgoing, you know, I'm, I always feel like I make a friend everywhere I go until mm. you show me you're not my friend. So I think for me, it's, it feels a little different. But if I were to encourage women to trust, because I'm, I'm, I'm trying to teach this right now to my young girls who mm. feel like they don't know how to make friends. Mm. You know, the, the Bible's real clearly about something. He who has a friend must do the first thing and that is show themselves to be friendly. And I think when you learn to drop your own guard, and to be vulnerable and open yourself up first. Because just think about it for a minute. You go to an event and everybody's in the n- dress to the nines. Okay. I mean, everybody's looking good. Everybody's looking fly, right? But everybody has their own insecurities. Yeah. And no one will let anybody know that they have insecurities because why? We don't want to look like we do. Mm-hmm. So many times we, you know, we, we, we have a little nose in the air or we just kind of give everybody that, 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 that head to toe look kind of like, oh, no, you didn't because I did. You know, you know how we treat each other. But, you know, don't be afraid to be like, yes, girl, you are on point. Yes, you look good. Be, being that first person to break the ice and to be able to compliment or encourage or champion another woman, um, especially when they don't expect it to come.
0: So you good. know, be
1: able to break the ice to let them know, hey, I see you. Mm. And not only do I see you, I want to validate what it is that I see. Because so many times we want to give each other the once over, like, ooh, mm-hmm. like we look at each other. Um, when is that so unnecessary? Yeah. You know, we have, you have to first be um, confident and vulnerable and open in your own skin before mm-hmm. you can invite anybody in
0: that is perfect. I think that's a perfect even exercise to, to really encourage everyone who's listening to be the first person just for the next seven days, compliment at least one woman a day. Mm -hmm. At least one woman. I love your hair. Oh, I love your, I love that scarf or that color looks great on you. Or you look amazing. You're beautiful. You know, I remember I was at um, Best Buy, I think, upgrading our new phone. And there was a girl who was absolutely stunning. And I was like, oh my gosh, you are so beautiful. She looked around because she couldn't believe that I was telling her it to her. And I was like, no, you. She was like, me? Like, and then she, you could see she was moved, welled up with tears. You have mm-hmm. no idea mm-hmm. just the mm-hmm. love that you can gift that you can gift to another woman by complimenting her you know it's so funny because we think that we get dressed up to the nines for men but that's not necessarily that's not true right at all it's right
1: right it's right for women right it's right we 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 dress into the nine for the baddest girl in the building who we (laughs) at the end of the day believe is us so that's what we do yeah
0: Right? So I think that that's a great first thing. So ladies, for the next seven days, compliment one woman a day, at least one. Of course you can, Mm -hmm. you know, sprinkle compliments as many as possible. Let's try it. See what happens. See how the woman who's receiving it is either lighting up or you can see that they're uncomfortable because they don't hear it very often. Mm -hmm. but. You know, you can encourage another woman just by complimenting her by one, by creating a safe place for her, because if you're complimenting her, she knows you're not competing with her. Exactly. Right. Exactly.
1: Yes, I absolutely agree.
0: So let's talk about um, when you're in a relationship with other women Mm -hmm. and, you know, relationships are work, period. It doesn't matter if it's a uh, oh mother, child, spouse, husband, wife, mother, mm-hmm. you know, daughter, best friend, best friend, you know, coworkers. So relationships we know take work. You, it's not one of those things that just can, you can have these amazing relationships without doing, putting the work in, without putting the intention in. And, mm-hmm. and a lot of people don't, one, they don't like to, to do the work. They want Mm -hmm. amazing relationships without having to do the work because it requires not only effort, but it requires transparency. It requires vulnerability. Mm -hmm. It requires Mm -hmm. just allowing someone to have a different opinion than you Mm -hmm. or, you know, confrontation or communication, all of these different things that people really don't like, right? But they want the the fruit of these amazing relationships. But I think Mm -hmm. that it's so important to really have a conversation about m- a lot of people don't know how to be good friends yes can we talk about that I <laughs> hear you- let's talk about that you go it's ahead so
1: true it's so true and and I have to I mean just on both sides of the coin I think I've been a good friend and I think I've not been a good friend and um I think being a good friend, it comes with, once again, I have to take it back to that. Um, You know, the beautiful thing about what Christ did for us is that he gave up his life for his friends. And I think in many ways we have to learn how to not suck up all the air when it comes to relationships and friendships. If you're just take, 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 take all the time you're just absolutely not a good friend. Or, you know, if you're just monopolizing the conversation or everything turns back to you or everything is about you, um, that's not a good friend, (laughs) you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, Someone who can be intrusive. You know, I think you have to be in a place in your relationships as it develops to where you invite your friends into layers of your life. Mm. But no one as a friend gets the opportunity to just be at the core and the center of the relationship and, and and get to really speak in places and be in places where they were not invited. I think it comes with a level of trust and vulnerability and intimacy that matures over time. You know, a, a good friend is gonna be there for you as you love to say, and I say it draws down, <laughs> you know, vulnerable, naked and unashamed and to be able to um, speak to you in the places where you need to be spoken to, you know, I feel like, you know, I feel like we have such a good relationship, mm-hmm. you know, our, our, me you Tony um, and I, I definitely have some other sisters too, but I'm just speaking to this particular dynamic based upon the time you just came here to Pittsburgh. Um, it was such an amazing time because you know, our lives get busy yeah. and you don't have the opportunity to steward relationships. And I think that's something that you have to do and you have to steward your relationships. Um, just like you steward anything else, you know. Can you calling um, your... explain what that means? What is stewarding yes. your relationship yes. mean? So stewarding your relationship is just like it would be with money. You know, you need to take the time to make sure you are um, doing what is necessary to keep each other encouraged, to keep each other strengthened, to pray for one another, just check in on each other. If you have a friend that you mm-hmm. haven't talked to like in months, okay, friendships can pick up just like time, you can pick up where you left off. But if that person is really a value to you, you need to check on them just to see how you're doing. Mm -hmm. Quick text, hey sis, how are you doing? Um, And to make sure you are speaking life into that friend, stewarding it, you know, speaking life and making time and space for the relationship to develop and grow, having a girl's weekend, having a girl's night. Hey, let's go out to dinner, you know, let's encourage. What can I I do to really encourage you this week? What is it that you need? Asking questions um, and seeing Mm -hmm. where you can, um, provide some support. That's what you nice. need this, how can I help you? How mm-hmm. can I champion what you're doing and come behind uh, your mission, your vision, your business? How can I do that?
0: So that's I think so that's good. what
1: stewarding through the relationship yes, would be.
0: So good. And then, um, so what makes a great friend? So stewarding over the relationship, what else? Mm-hmm. Um, I think compassion and empathy makes mm-hmm. a great friend. Compassion and empathy. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, of course, you know, if
0: this is, this is, <laughs>
1: this is easy. I think when you have accountability,
0: mm. you know, and so what friendship. does that look like? Accountability and friendship?
1: Well, I think accountability is not just being a yes friend. Yes, mm-hmm. girl. Yes, girl. Yes. I'd be like, no, you know what? That was really stink what you did. You need to clean that up. Like we have the, the ability to just kind of like hit each other in the eye with the truth. <laughs> and, like, okay, sis, it's black. I'm going to give you the steak and let you put it on there, but you need to correct that. You need yes, to get that
0: right. But you know, one of the things is that that has taken, <clears throat> what, 20 years?
1: <laughs> A little under 20 years. It's taken under
0: 20 years, yes. But, but yes, I'm saying it takes that time. it does. It's something that yes. takes time to really cultivate the trust that you really know that other person's heart.
1: Got gotcha, your back. That yes. you
0: really can. You, really you know, know, without a shadow of a doubt, even when offense comes, may come in, you know the other person's heart because you've been consistently yes. in the relationship mutually yeah. together, where you know each other's heart, where you can overlook offenses, or you can say, You know what, that kind of stung a little bit. Can you just, yeah, what did that mean? What did you mean by that? And yep. then You give the opportunity to the other person to say, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. No, I think I was sleepy or, you know, I just got, Mm -hmm. I just had gotten into a fight with my husband or whatever. So then you're like, okay, Mm -hmm. yeah, no, I knew it was a little off, right? You can tell when somebody that you are, who's on stage doing life with you, you know, Mm -hmm. when something's off with them. Yes, absolutely.
1: And we make allowances. You know what I mean? And that, and that's when you can make allowances in relationships to where like, okay, I know you didn't mean that, you know, thanks for, for clearing that up. Because if you don't, if you will let offense get in, you can have great relationships that just won't make it.
0: Oh, they definitely won't. They just won't. Offense is, and that's really why a lot of women are like, nope, I don't want another, I don't want any female friends. I'll just take the male ones. Right. So because of offense, And because of offense, because of offense. And if you don't learn how to just as an individual, if you don't learn how to overcome offense, then Mm -hmm. it's going to literally bleed and pour into all of your relationships because you allow it to. So the key Mm -hmm. is really learning how to forgive. You have to become a master forgiver. And absolutely the, the thing is with with forgiveness you will never feel like forgiving feel it like people think oh I need some space why what is the space gonna do because something's gonna trigger it and you're gonna be right back mad and offended so mm-hmm. you've got to be a master forgiver which comes out of making the decision to forgive you have to decide and i think so many of us as women we kind of sometimes we can straddle the fence (laughs) with a decision and we're just like i don't know i don't know and we're wrestling over and over and over again and as soon as we stop straddling the idea of the decision and we get to Mm -hmm. one side it's like oh my gosh why didn't i do this sooner this was so good right that's what forgiveness feels like when you let Absolutely. go and you literally yes. are doing it. So you're not carrying the weight and the burden and the ugliness of offense because yeah. you can see it in women. You can Absolutely. see it. And it's like that, you know, they have this stere- this terrible stereotype for black women. They say, oh, she's an angry black woman, right? But all that is, is offense. That's all it is. That's all it is, is offense yes. that is unforgiven offense. That continues to, as you say, bleed. (laughs) You're leaving a trail of blood everywhere you go. Everywhere you go. And it's in your face. You're just unapproachable. You look mad all the time. You look like you hate your job. Nobody wants to be around you. And you look like you hate the world. Like that is because you have not learned how to forgive. Absolutely.
1: Paramount. paramount in relationships
0: yes paramount so what makes a great friend we have stewarding over your relationships compassion empathy accountability becoming a master forgiver (laughs) overcoming (laughs) offense right overcoming offense and learning to forgive what other anything else that stands out i mean
1: trust i mean all of that begins to build trust and loyalty you know i think it's you know all a part of that um, I think good friends should have a great time together. I think laughter and levity in many ways has played such a huge role in friendships, um, because you can let your hair down, you know, you can be open, you can be honest, um, with your friend, with your sister, you know, you should be able to have fun. It's important.
0: Oh, too. That is so good. You had another thing.
1: And you're, I mean, for me, it's, it's spiritual connection,
0: Mm -hmm. you know,
1: um, for me, it's being able to, to pray with and encourage and and worship with or praise with my sisters. I think that for me is paramount.
0: Yeah, that's so good. And you know, one of the things that I think is my number one quality trait is that I need friends who are not going to pull their love away from me when I don't do what I, what they want when I don't say what they want to hear, when I disagree with them, because that to me is not a real friend. No. Where you're going to love me conditionally. Right. Only if, only because I've worked uh, really hard to overcome people pleasing. And there's still Mm -hmm. times when it'll rear its ugly head, but I cannot be in a relationship with somebody who only loves me if I do what they want me to do. If I I say what they want me to say. I act mm-hmm. the way they want me to act. That is the total opposite of what I need in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Amen to that. So Amen. We've got to really um, have friends who are who genuinely care about us. And I think yes. that the key to that is really knowing who we are. Like when you know who mm. you are, you know who you need. Right. That's so good. When you know who you are, you know what you need. Quotable. <laughs> <laughs> When you know who you are, you know who you need in your life. And I'm just so grateful that I've, I, God knows who I need in my life to to live on stage with me for sure. And, um, and it's, it's, and the great thing about it is that all of them are like 20 years plus friendships. So, you know, it's those, those relationships that, you know, you're going to get old with, You know, Mm -hmm. we've been pregnant together, our kids about to go to college together, right? And then Mm -hmm. going to different games, and then they'll have their own families, and we'll still be friends. Like Those are the lifelong friendships that are so rich, that really make life amazing, that increase your quality of life, that enhance your love. And your ability to give love and receive love when you're able to share life with these amazing women and their families. And you're able to celebrate mm-hmm. them genuinely and sincerely yes. for the, the things that they do and the 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 choices and the decisions. And you're able to be there crying with each other, celebrating with each other. And it's just mm-hmm. a beautiful, it's a beautiful life. Amen. I agree with that. that it's so a beautiful good. life. So any last or final tips or um, suggestions for how to trust women again, how to build better female relationships, anything? Um,
1: I think in my opinion, uh, I think you just have to do it. I think you have to trust your heart and just open yourself up. You, You have to drop the guard because you can't step out into it if you don't first take the step. And to to know that even if things don't, you know, quite develop the way that you want them to, you have the opportunity to then file that friendship the way you want to. You know, just like when you talked about when you had people on stage in your life and they ended up not being the ones who should have, mm-hmm. they kind of snuck in. I mean, you have the opportunity to to pull back and to monitor the relationship. You have, you have to have a plan, what you want your friendships to look like.
0: Mm-hmm. So if you have
1: a, a plan, you okay. know, and a goal for your relationships, then you'll know how to add to those, you know, you'll know where people fit in where those goals are concerned. I think that's in anything true. you got to have a strategy. So
0: mm-hmm. that's what I
1: would say, be strategic
0: be strategic. This was so good. This was so much fun as always. The third Monday of every month, Wife Wisdom and My Tilted Crown Productions collaborate on whatever we're talking about for the episode. And we're just so excited because we're we're examples of what Mm -hmm. two women who love each other Love God love other women and modeling being able to celebrate each other and each other's gifts and businesses to to really collaborate and do things together. And that's what this that's what this is all about so we really want to encourage you to not only share this with other women in celebration of International Women's Month but Now this week, your, your, your assignment is to not only give a compliment, one compliment a day to one woman, but also invite someone to have a virtual lunch with you or, Mm -hmm. you know, to have coffee or something, or just even just, Hey, I'd love to get to know you better. Can you hop on a call a little bit later? And, you know, just Mm -hmm. start the ball rolling. Just get mm-hmm. started. You know, I know one of the things that's been difficult is when you get older, you feel like you're not in those circles where you can really do that. It's a little bit yeah. different than when we were younger, but all it does is takes one ask. Right. All you have to do is invite, right? Invite right. someone to, uh, to a phone call or to grab some tea or coffee or something and just ask ask for how they're, who they are, how they are, and just listen and just be there and let it unfold naturally.
1: Mm -hmm. So
0: thank you so much, Nicole, and um, for being here always, just your insight and wisdom. I love our conversations. They're so much fun. And we hope that you love them as well, ladies. Continue. Thank you so much for just being with us each and every week, and then here with my tilted crown productions just talking more and celebrating women who are on the other side of marriage because that is there are a lot of women who are no longer married who still want to be married and so helping to really encourage you and inspire and support you get in the trenches with you that's what this this episode is all about any final words sis
1: My final words is thank you, ladies, as always, for giving me this opportunity and stay interested. When you're having those conversations, be interested, be present and uh, find out about them and let them find out about you. And that's how lifelong connections are made.
0: Love it. Love you. Love you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode on the Wife Wisdom Podcast. I hope that it was encouraging, inspiring, supportive, Or just maybe it made you feel like you were not alone. And so thank you for joining me. If we are not connected yet, I would love to connect with you over on social media, on Instagram at wife.wisdom. And we can connect there. Please DM me how the Wife Wisdom Podcast has encouraged you, how it has supported you, how it has been brought up aha moments for you. I read and value and cherish all of the testimonies that I receive from you. So please, please, please keep them coming. And if you have not already rated our podcast on iTunes, please do so you would just go to iTunes, you could go down to the very first episode where it will say, write a review. And so by writing a review, it helps other women who are looking for the Wife Wisdom podcast to find it. And so please rate and review our podcast and it helps other people to find uh, our, our different episodes. So again, thank you so much not only joining, but continuing to share this with your family, your friends, your sister circle. I so appreciate you and value your consistent listenership. So have an amazing week and I look forward to connecting with you next week.